Stephen Rose in Perth. Warren Treadrow will head to shortly. He's at the Adelaide Oval. Rowie ahead of tonight's big game. Just before we get to Treaders, this on the text for Automasters says, Rowie, does the Sam Dodge appointment at the Adelaide Crows mean that Darren Burgess is off the wish list? If so, the club have failed yet again to land a big fish. That is typical. No, no, no. Um, Darren Burgess is the head of high performance. So he would oversit the strength and conditioning and all those other people. They would feed up to him. I am telling you, as we sit here today, on the eve of a massive game between Port and Geelong, D Burgess will be a crow next season. Done. Bang. Boom. <laughs> Sam Brown. Pop that. There you go. <laughs> Warren Treadray for Maccas. We're loving every goal. Maccas SA, the home of footy and the awesome My Maccas app. His voice. Treaders, you are at Adelaide Oval. Paint us a picture, son. Nervous. That's the only nervous. picture I've got right now. I'm nervous. This is a big game. I'm looking at the Oval. It is absolutely in pristine condition. There is the slightest little wind coming from the north back down to the southern mm-hmm. end. The Oval looks schmick. A bit of cross-action with the, uh, the turf uh, and... God, mate, I'll tell you what, if Turf Farmer, our sponsors on Double A, they've done a good job out here. This is absolutely brilliant. A couple of officials, uh, looks like uh, Matthew Knight, uh, the former Richmond champion, a few of the Geelong players having a little bit of a kick around. Um, and it actually looks like Mitch Duncan out in the middle at the moment, but uh, no sign of Port Adelaide yet, but no fans in, and it looks absolutely schmick. And as it would be, mm-hmm. uh, you're sitting there two mm-hmm. versus three at Adelaide Oval, 20,000 fans on their way. And I am looking for an absolute cracker of a night. Yeah. It's a home ground. We all know what the reward is, a home prelim final. Now, that can take you so far. But who wins tonight and why? Give us your synopsis. Uh, I'm leaning towards Port Adelaide. And the reason I'm leaning this way is their starts have been poor. So there's no excuse anymore. We know as good as they've been this year, finishing second on the ladder, earning the home final, um, and I've got a little bit more on a prelim, so ask me about that a little bit later. Um, but okay. what I'm looking at right now is there's one guy that's been the thorn. You know, he's been the, the little rock in your shoe. He's been the pain in the backside. He's been the air assist mount in defence and Tom Stewart, and he is not there. You remember Correct. last time? Last time oh. they played, those two teams played. Mm. He was best on ground in my vote. You know, he, he was sensational. Yep. yep. Mm. And the thing Charlie Dixon should wake up this morning and go, hey, I'm actually going to get Henderson or Blitzars, probably most likely Henderson, one-on-one. And if I'm a port forward, I'm going, I'm going to get an opportunity tonight. I'm going to be isolated. I'm not going to have to worry about a second and third man into the contest. And Tom Stewart, naming the All-Australian team uh, yesterday, he's an absolute star. And by not having him, that really disrupts the Cats' back half. In saying that, Mm. last time they played... Port Adelaide was up three-quarter time. Jeremy Cameron kicks five. Hawkins four. Rowan three. I don't think Port got the matchups right that night. They played a Lear on Cameron. I think that'll change to Jonas because Jonas will just let him go. If you want to go to halfback and get a kick, up you go. Jonas will pick him up and probably be the better one-on-one defender. That should free up a Lear to play genuine centre-half back and why he's in the All-Australian team, air assist and get back and help out. Uh, I think McKenzie goes to Hawkins and maybe even Burton goes to Gary Rowan in defence. So I think Port will get that better, but it comes back to their midfield. 
Um, and as I said, the starts their last three games against um, Bulldogs last week was poor. Ball usage was not great. You look at the cup the fortnight before that in Carlton and Adelaide against teams outside the eight. They're going to be stifled like that tonight. So Port needs to get out with great intensity. And I think on the home deck, they can get home. Yeah. I, I, I tried to sell this to Bix. He didn't quite agree. But, but I think the point of difference, and you've said it because Stuart was out, the, the, it plays into the Rosie, Orazio, Fantasia, Butters, Gray and Motlop. I'm calling them the Jackson 5. That is as dynamic as small forward that can come up into the midfield. You stop Rosie, but then there's Fantasia. You get Butters and then Gray pops up. Motlop gets up and down the ground as good as a small forward's done in the AFL. They've built form together. I think that is a collective with Mitch Georgiatis out. It's forced the hand again. They've gone small with a couple of tools up there. And I don't see a defender in Geelong, whether it be system or individual, that can stop that collective five. And the last time they played together was round four, and they were so dynamic. Yeah, they were, Rowie, and I agree there's going to be opportunities. And if you think Tom Stewart, he's known for beating his man. He's known for ball in hand, great decision maker, switch of play, changes lines. He really launches play, but he does it mostly off the back of not dropping off his man where he's playing free like a Jake Lever. He actually reads it. He can play one-on-one, but if the time comes, he can actually go, hang on, my man's not going to get it. I'm going to air assist. And that's what I talked about Dixon before. So if that man's not there and either win the contest or nullify the aerial contest and bring it to ground, then that's the opportunities you may not have had if Stewart was playing. You also throw in Zach Tui, who was playing this time um, earlier in the season. Yeah, that was when Connor Rosie kicked four first quarter, four first quarter goals and kicked five for the game. Dixon was big that night. He had four goals as well and Ollie Wine. So I still think ultimately with Lysette, who was missing last time these two teams played with that uh, suspension um, from the showdown earlier in the season, I think Porter, you know, Whilst they're favourite with the bookies, I still think this game is a genuine flip of the coin, and, and it's going to be mm. whoever uh, relaxes or you know, absorbs the pressure of the moment, and I think that is the one thing that is a great unknown. We know the Cats players have got guys that have won premierships, but there's, if you look at it in isolation, there's not many of those guys left. I think it may be even just Hawkins um, and Selwood. There might be a couple of others. I think Duncan, actually Duncan got it as well. He comes mm. in, he's underdone. So the opportunities are there for Port if they can execute. And we've talked about it all year. You know, they've won, I think it was, what, six or seven games by under a goal six this year. Yeah, yeah, I there think there's go. 10 games by under 18 points. So mm. they have prepared themselves well for the moment, which gives you confidence, but you still have to execute under pressure. And, mm. and if the monkey's on the back, it's Port Adelaide at home in the final. You know, if you look about what happened this time last last year when they did everything right and then they were slightly off in a prelim and it cost you. So the beauty of this is it's no matter where either team is finished, and we know it's 2v3, you've got to come to play and the season starts again right now, yeah. which is, yeah, you're looking out here right now and you, you look at the cathedral, you look at the beautiful day of football, it is perfect finals Fantastic. atmosphere right now. Can't wait. This game last year, they won by 16. I've tipped pretty much the same. We'll come back with Brett Montgomery, more detail about the game. But you want to talk about the prelim. What can you share with us? Oh, I think the biggest bit for mine is uh, I was speaking to some people today and there was thought, and I had this thought, that if Western Australia's border dictates uh, with the grand final that there has to be two weeks quarantine, uh, I suspected that both prelim finals would be played in Perth. Well, I've got some information today suggests that now that the border is officially open between South Australia and Western Australia, if Port win tonight, 
I'm hearing it's almost locked in that they'll be able to host the home final. And Gil McLaughlin the other day said, oh, we're not sure, said we're it. not sure. But I'm hearing now, because there is a thoroughfare between Western Australia and South Australia, provided there is no COVID, yeah. if Paul can get the job done, there is a chance that we'll be back in a fortnight's time to yeah. host a home final. Whereas, and any teams that play, for example, the Cats are away tonight, any time spent in South Australia is deemed as serving a quarantine-like period, mm. which can add to heading into Perth. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic, and I suspect that um, depending on the result tonight, it could even be that the Cats leave and go straight to Perth. We don't know, yeah. but I can guarantee you that what I've heard is that Port will host a home final if they get the job done tonight. Well, Port need to hold AFL boss Gil McLaughlin to that because he was asked specifically that in that presser, and he said, absolutely, Port went through to a prelim. They will host a home prelim. We're going to speak to Brett Montgomery after the break, but just quickly a word or two. Taylor Walker at the best and fairest, the presser yesterday. Your thoughts? Uh, I thought he handled himself well in the presser. I thought, and I think I spoke to you about this a few weeks ago. I'd like to have seen that a few weeks ago. I understand from his point of view why he didn't want to do that or his management's. Um, I thought it could have finished. That was as good as you could have hoped for. But I was really interested why senior players, and I heard Rory Sloan speak to you last night, why senior players weren't there. I heard Brody Smith moments ago. It sounded like they wanted to separate themselves from that situation. Is that well, fair? I don't know about that. I, because I, you I had officials, you had officials, you had all that. I would have thought a couple of players sitting there in their in their civvies, effectively on their leave, just being around showing yeah, support would have been like good. That. Good show from their yeah. leadership group. And for me, what I heard from um, Rory Sloan on your show last night, and what I heard from Brody Smith, it seems like there was either a message not to go, or there was a reluctance to go. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah, it's being managed to the minute. There's a lot of moving parts with it. There's Tex, there's Texas Wants, there's Texas Management, there's the Crows, there's the Indigenous um, advice that they're getting. It is just such I get a... that, Rowie, but it's simple just to show a bit of support. You don't have to agree with that. what's happened, I'm but just you. being there, I think that sends a strong yep. message too. Yep, I agree. That. And I think the members wanted to see that, a little bit of unity. Um, Treaders, hang five. When we come back, we're going to speak to Monty before the game, a massive one tonight. Qualifying final will be live and local on 5AA.